feel like you don't have enough time to read all the things you want to or should read. Well, we might be able to help with that, at least a little bit. This is That Book Podcast. I'm Julianne. And I'm Andrew. And every week, we're going to be going through the books that we've been reading in the past week, as well as go through a recap of a book that we've already finished. Yeah, but don't expect a book report. We're not here for that. Uh, Just expect to learn some opinions, um, a few facts along the way, and laugh a little bit. Yeah, so let's get into those books. Hey there, and welcome to the very first episode of That Book Podcast. Yes! Yes, it's finally here. We made it. Uh, I'm Andrew. I'm Julianne. And uh, we're actually from the future right now, because when we recorded this episode, we didn't know what we were going to call the podcast. So this is going to be a wild ride. We have no idea what we're doing, but we're having a really fun time talking about books. Yeah, we have a lot of books for you today um, that we're going to talk about, just some of the highlights that that we've seen as we're going through them. And then... Uh, we also have a really fun slideshow uh, that Julianne put together about Atomic Habits, a book that she's finished, so she can kind of give a little a little fun book report. It's not a book report that you gave in school. Oh, it's, absolutely not. That sounds no, boring. It's very boring. That's very boring. This is not. <laughs> it, we got really fun pie charts. We got some some uh, shenanigans that uh, accidentally got got put in there by yours truly. <laughs> so uh, it's it's gonna be a fun ride. We hope that you enjoy it. Um, as much as we enjoyed uh, filming it and uh, and recording it and bringing it to you. So, let's jump in. Welcome to the podcast. Andrew, why don't you get started by telling us some of what you've read this week? All right, sounds great. So, uh, the first book that I read this week, I read uh, a number of books. I've been, I've been book hopping a little bit more than I usually like to. It's a new habit. I don't know if it's a good one. <laughs> um, but uh, the first book I read this week um, was Think Again. And uh, I'm only through the prologue in the first chapter so far, um, so not, not a super long way. But it, it's really, really good. Uh, Adam Grant has a whole bunch of books that sell really well. Uh, he's a psychologist, um, and he knows his stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's I, really cool. He's got some TED Talks. I'd like to clarify that I knew he knew his stuff. I didn't know he was a psychologist. <laughs> I figured that's what you meant. I'd like to go on the record yeah. as saying that. <laughs> Um, and this book is about reevaluating everything that you think to avoid pitfalls in your um, and, and blind spots in your thinking. So there's, some, there's already some some gold in here just just from the little bit that I've read so far. Um, so like in the prologue, he talks about testing and changing answers. So I don't know about you, but I was always told that when you're when you're taking a test and you have a gut instinct and you're like, oh, I think it might be this one. Boom! Don't change your answer. Yeah. Well, it turns out that's wrong. So I'm feeling lied to right off the bat. Like at this, like, I feel like I've been lied to my whole life. I'm I'm already fired up. <laughs> like this match, this well, if that's on fire. That feels like me right now. That's not on fire. That's it's this on match water. that's on water. <laughs> Is that how you say that? I don't know. I've don't never either. seen a match on water before. Me either. <laughs> um, if people are only listening to the audio, like I hope they Google the cover right now. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a, that's a good clarification. We are filming this, so if you are listening to it, you can watch it on YouTube um, and see our uh, uh, crazy visual shenanigans. Or or you up. can just Google "Think Again" by Adam Grant, and it'll it should come up. Yeah, but we're definitely gonna have more visual shenanigans than than this. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, you even have a slideshow. I later, do. Well, so. I'm gonna read it though. It'll be fine. I, yeah. will, I will describe it in too much detail. <laughs> a little foreshadowing. I'm excited. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, thank you again. A lot of good stuff already. Um, testing and changing answers was just mind-blowing because um, apparently when you go back to reevaluate your answers, they're actually better when you change them. 
But the crazy thing is, uh, I, I got this quote because it blew my mind. It's not so much changing your answer that improves your score as considering whether you should change it. So oh, like so. the act of simply opening your mind to reevaluation makes you more successful, like makes the test answers better. Interesting. Yeah. It's not like that you changed it. So don't be like, oh, I should change all my answers. But the fact that you go back and you're like, ooh, is this the right one? Um, is, is what makes you like more successful is, is, isn't that crazy? That's mind blowing. So that's kind of like the, the groundwork for, for, for this is like just getting your mind open to reevaluating, changing your opinions. Okay. So I do feel a little less lied to then because I feel like I had heard the like, don't change your answer advice, <laughs> but I had also heard like, if you're not sure, mark it and come back. And then if you're still not sure, don't change it. Ooh. Okay. Fair enough. But if you like look at it and you go, well, obviously that's wrong now that I've like kind of gotten warmed up and the nerves are out of my system, then uh-huh. change it. Oh yeah. So I feel a little less lied to. Okay. It, well, I feel like that's kind of a gray. Like, well, are you ready for more lies? I'm less outraged. Well, yes. okay. So I you, need more drama. You know the frog thing, where if you put a frog in boiling water, it'll jump out. But if you if you put it in warm water and you slowly boil it. You can boil it alive, it won't, it won't jump I, out. I, I hate that analogy. It's weird, but you've heard that a bunch, right? Yeah. It's not true. What? Yeah. Frogs, as soon as it becomes an uncomfortable temperature, they jump out. But if you put them in boiling water, they might get too burned to be able to jump out. So it's like actually the complete opposite. Well, who is doing the test on these frogs? <laughs> well, I don't know. Who who just made that up? I'm That's what be, I want to know. I'm going to be so much more upset next time someone uses that analogy like in a talk, I'm going to be like, but first of all, that is gross. And second of all, it is not <laughs> it true. It is not true. Adam Grant. <laughs> Get out of here. Psychologist who's, who's, who's got all the research behind him. I'll throw this book at them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Probably don't do that. <laughs> so he's got, there's another, there's another quote in the prologue that I really liked. And it was, we laugh at people who still use Windows 95, yet still cling to opinions that we formed in 1995. In that, he was talking about how, like when we, uh, when we are, are living our life, we want the new, next new technology. Um, it's kind of this like bucket of evolution. It just seems natural and we make fun of people who aren't with the times. Uh-huh. But we do not reevaluate our opinions to adapt to new information that we've heard or learned. Or, um, and so I thought that that was really, really interesting. And then in chapter one, he talks about the three kind of mindsets that we, that we tend to, to, to go into when faced with... Uh, um, uh, various like situations. So he talks about um, the, the quote in chapter one, as we think and talk, we often slip into the mindsets of three different professions, uh, preachers, prosecutors, and politicians. So we either um, are preaching how right our belief is to people, okay. um, or we, we, we get told, right, we learn about somebody's false opinion, or at least false in our minds. So we just go after them. Where it's mm-hmm. like, how could you say that objection? Like that is false. That's totally wrong. Yeah. Or we kind of like try to convince them. We like politic them into thinking our way. Kind of sneaky, like. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So those are kind of three mindsets. None of those help us evaluate whether or not our opinion is actually correct. Like whether or not we're being accurate or factual or truthful in what we think. Those are just like, hey, this is what I think. Boom, putting it onto you rather than like evaluating whether or not it's true. So he yeah. says we should also add a scientist in the mix as much as possible. And like the difference in those kind of mindsets is uh, 
we have humility. Uh, we start with humility or we start with pride. And so when we're, when we're doing the, the preaching or the prosecuting or the politicking, we start with pride and it just leads into a cycle of getting more and more, digging our heels more and more into our own opinions. But if we start with humility, then we go from humility uh, to doubt to curiosity. So that, and, it's a, and then we discover through that curiosity, he's got a cool little, little graph that has like a, a cycle of awesome learning and humility. Um, and he calls that the, uh, the rethinking Interesting. Uh, reevaluating cycle. Yeah. So is this, this is a little off topic, but oh. is this why um, the scientist by Coldplay was like going through your head a little bit ago? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I just randomly think about that. Okay. Yeah. Coldplay, I mean, Coldplay, you get some random Coldplay jams in your head, you know? Because well, you just, you said we should add a sci- the scientist into the mix as much as possible and I just start hearing <laughs> some of those chords in my mind. <laughs> nope. Nope. Okay. I think I don't think I've 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 sung that song since I since I picked up the book. Wow. But maybe That's I did, and I didn't even know about it because it was the, the correlation was so strong. That's impressive. <laughs> okay. Um, you are going to town on this. I'm impressed. Yeah, this book this book is really cool, and like I like thinking about things, and uh, well, I don't really like being told that my opinions are done. Uh, I don't think anyone does. Right. So. It's a little bit convicting, but it also fires me up a little bit more. Puts me like a match in water, I guess. <laughs> um, that is still somehow ignited. <laughs> that is still somehow ignited, yeah. So there was some, uh, some other like uh, things that he was talking about in chapter one. Uh, he talked about BlackBerry. You know, a lot of people talk about how BlackBerry like was owned in the market and then just pff, was oh, gone. Do. Oh, they do? Uh, well, I've heard that once before. Or twice. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay. it, was in a, it was in a different book. It's not this one. Um, but he goes into... Uh, <laughs> he goes into, uh, like the guy was a genius uh, throughout his whole life. Like he was a protege mm-hmm. makes Blackberry. It has like 50% of the market in phones. iPhone comes out with a touchscreen. Uh, Blackberry didn't have a touchscreen. They had the keypad, which I still love by the way. Hopefully they'll bring it back. Uh, he said that there's patents to like try to like make a hybrid. So I'm excited about that off topic. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, yeah, he says that the, the founder of BlackBerry was faced with, with all of these innovations that were coming out. And he's like, people don't want those things. They want what I've already made. Like, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. And, like, all of his employees were saying, hey, no, we should, we should innovate. Like, here's a new idea. Somebody basically had the idea for WhatsApp before WhatsApp was invented. Um, and, like, is now worth $19 billion. So, mm-hmm. uh, he, yeah, he kind of dropped the ball on that one because he wasn't willing to reevaluate um, what was going on in the market, what people would actually want. And instead it was just like, oh no, what I have, people will always want. Yeah. So I thought that one was really interesting. Um, and then also, the better you are at recognizing patterns, the worse you are at reevaluating what you believe. Oh dear. Yeah. So smart people are actually dumber in that sense, which is, um, I guess, kind of cool because that kind of puts everybody on an equal playing field, um, mm-hmm. if you think about it. Um, but also, uh, like... Those times that I feel like I did a really good job identifying a pattern, it probably means that I should check myself, because um, maybe I'm really wrong, because um, maybe I've fallen into a stereotype instead of what's actually going on. Yeah. So, rethink, and do it with humility rather than pride. That's what I've learned so far. Uh, I don't think any of the other ones will be uh, quite so long. That one is the one that's this been... This one the, is in-depth. And I yeah. do want to say something, because I feel like we've made a couple of jokes at the expense of this cover. Oh. Let's, let's pull it back up so yes. people who who are watching the video can see it. And 
I will say that as much as we're joking about this, I have spent way too long staring at this picture. I was very binding, fascinating. Like, trying to figure out. You're just, it's just very fascinating. So yeah. it's a good cover. It's a good cover. It's a little oh, yeah. hard to explain, but it's a great cover. Yeah. I didn't even connect that it was water. I thought it was. Just blue flame. Blue flame. I, I'm pretty sure it's water. Maybe I spent, not. I spent too much of my life looking at this. It would make sense because he does talk about firefighters and okay. like, so it being water to put out fires probably. Well, and I think it's just like. You know, it's think again, think, think, you know, kind of re reassess what you're thinking. Because you see a match yeah. and you immediately think flame and then it's like, whoa, wait, that's water. Yep. But this kind of looks like flame. So it's. And did you notice that I recognize the pattern of a match being lit on fire uh-huh. and totally did not think about it being water because I just fell into the pattern and you were over here like, wait a second, it's actually water, not fire. And, uh, so you did a better well, job with... maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Because, like, I was recognizing the pattern of, like, the... Well, there's a little water drop the right there. The cover usually goes with the title. Yep. So. Okay. Thank you for making me feel better, even though, like, there was no, there was no need to. <laughs> uh, I, I recognize, I recognize what I, what I've done. But, <laughs> uh, do you want me to do my next book, or do you want to... I'll do one, because, okay. yeah, I have, I have three books, you have four, so... That should even it out a little okay. bit. So, this is the book I've been reading the most this week. It is called "I Will Teach You to Be Rich" um, by good book. Ramit Sethi. Is that how he says his I name? I think I think it is. Yeah. We listen to his podcast. I should know how he says it, but every time that he says his name, he's like, "And I'm Ramit Sethi," and I always just like my mind just like boop. And he doesn't kind of like a late night DJ talk show voice when he's saying that. Yeah. He's like. Right. Being all cool and stuff. And so my mind is just like, I need to listen. I need to figure out how he says his last name. And then it still is confused. So anyway, I think that's I think that's what his last name is, if I butchered it. Sorry, me. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not like he's ever going to listen to it. We love your it. book, though. I just like getting people's names right. <laughs> um, okay, so this book is basically, he's designed it to be like a six-week program to help you... Um, Get on track with your finances, overhaul your finances. I don't really know um, how to describe it. He just says just a six-week program that works, um, which is good. Oh, yes. So one of the things, I'm reading this book. Andrew's already read it and implemented it. At least mostly. Mostly in our finances. Yeah. I just read it last week, so you are very quickly catching up. Yeah, I didn't really need to read it. I just wanted to be on the same page and, you know, nobody's talking about when we're talking about our finances. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to read it. Um, and once I started, um, I wasn't sure how quickly I was going to go through it, but it's a little bit addicting because the, the writing style is so entertaining and he has so many like good examples and funny jokes when you're like not expecting it. Cause it's, you know, he's talking about serious money stuff and then he like throws in a joke. So, um, it's, it's been my entertainment really for this week. Um, reading yeah, about very personal finance, which is interesting yeah. to think about, kind of unexpected. Uh, we also <laughs> like listen to his podcast, and I'm on his email list and stuff, so it's not like all these things are new, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, you've heard bits and pieces of it, but it's really nice to have it like all laid out in a cohesive way, and obviously there's things that you haven't heard before that are in here. One of the things that I had heard before that still reading this book um, kind of made me think about in a different way mm-hmm. is um, the conscious spending plan. That's that's what he calls it. Yeah, his not budget budget. Right, his not budget budget. Um, 
that's a great way to phrase it. Um, <laughs> For people that are like, what's a conscious spending plan? It's right. A, it's a yeah. not budget budget. Yeah, it's a not budget budget. It like it's set up so that you don't have to like worry about your money on a day to day basis. You do need to check up on it every once in a while. But he says that should take you know. I don't remember what the numbers are. I think some places he says five minutes. Sometimes he says a half hour, like that kind of thing. But it's it shouldn't be all consuming. Mm-hmm. But you should still be spending and spending within your means and saving. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that to say, one of the big principles that he always talks about with this conscious spending plan is that it should enable you to spend extravagantly on the things that you love mm-hmm. while cutting costs mercilessly on the things that you don't. And I got those adjectives pretty right. Like oh, I am, yeah. I am 95% sure that I nailed like exactly how he says that yep. because I've heard it so many times <laughs> and because it's in this book so many times and still reading through, I was like, you know, maybe we should cut costs mercilessly on the things that don't matter. <laughs> and, and I was like, wait, are you sure? Can we do that? Yeah. <laughs> I already read the, I just read the book. <laughs> I was like, Maybe we should do that. Maybe that would free up some like money for things that do matter. Like maybe we should reconsider our priorities. So that's been my main takeaway from this, even though it's something he says all the time. <laughs> it's been great. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to finishing it. So um, I think I'm about halfway done with this yeah. one. The others that I've done, I'm near the beginning. I think. Um, maybe not. Yeah, yet. you've been reading that. So it's just so fun to read. Like you wouldn't think I'm a money book would be enjoyable but no but it is yeah it's, and it feels kind of magazine-y it feels a little like it's magazine. in color it feels like light reading particularly for me because you've already done the work mm-hmm. right like i think if i had to go through and do the work it would feel like light reading until like the very last page of each chapter where he's like all right this week spend an hour doing this and spend an hour doing this and, and then i'd be like oh man now i've got to get to work uh but since it's already done i just kind of read through it and go like oh yeah i know we have that because andrew's talked about it or whatever nice yeah, and I will say the conversations that we've already had, especially like around, you know, cutting costs mercilessly so that we can spend extravagantly on the things that we love, like have been really helpful and it's and it's brought um, really nice uh, cohesion to our like conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not stressed when we talk about money. We're just like, hmm, like what should, what should we do? And we're approaching it more like scientists than... <laughs> then we are like trying to convince each other of, of what the right thing to do is. Right. Um, which is which is really cool. We even just bought his rich life journals. So. Oh yeah, it's right behind you. I yeah. don't I don't think you should I don't think you should reach around and grab no. it because that would be too creaky. Um, for anybody <laughs> who's <laughs> listening. <laughs> yeah. Our floor's yeah. a little creaky. But we will But Yeah, we'll give updates on that too. Yeah. And I yeah. I, I was gonna say something else, if that's okay. <laughs> what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say like um yeah, just like for it's probably too much information, but Andrew, I feel like, you know, you handle like 90% of our finances, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, I just like looking at the numbers. Right. You like looking at the numbers. You like managing it. You do a really good job of keeping me up to date. Mm-hmm. So um, I just wanted to read it so that we had a lot more common language to yeah. use when talking about it. And that has been very successful. Yeah, it's already been. And it's been quite enjoyable yeah. process for me. So Yeah. So, do recommend. <laughs> All right, my, my turn? Yes. All right, my next book is called The Rise, Kobe Bryant and the Pursuit of Immortality. And so when you, like, when you think about that, uh, well, first off, Julianne, we were, we were going uh, shopping. I'm very proud of how we got this book. Yeah, and pretty much any time there's a clearance sale anywhere, <laughs> like, anytime Julianne sees the word clearance, she's like, I need to go over there. Whether or not she actually really likes anything in the store, <laughs> um, she's just like, I need to see this. 
One time I got my dad some like $10 coffee that was $1 doing that. Did he like it? No, it was not that great. <laughs> but I felt very victorious <laughs> getting that kind of deal. <laughs> yep. Fair enough. And it might have actually been ten cents. I don't remember. Ten cents? It was really whatever wow. it was was really cheap. That's amazing. Okay, go ahead. This side note has been brought to you by the clearance section at <laughs> all stores. Yes. Uh, so anyway, we found this. It's got a little rip in the cover, um, which is unfortunate, but it was like seventy percent off. So I was like, cool. And it's about Kobe. My middle name is Kobe. A uh, little fun factoid for you. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I thought it was gonna be like a life biography of Kobe and it kind of is but it really focuses on his high school years um so that's good it starts with everybody being really really sad about his death Mm. um so the first chapter was I was like pretty much crying on the verge of tears the whole time but uh it's been it's been uh, a little bit a little bit easier a little little bit uh nicer more like oh yeah cool um historical stuff uh, since then so it's also so far it's really cool to see like his dad made some mistakes his dad was in the NBA for a little bit mm-hmm. um, Kobe Bryant if you don't know NBA player one of the one of the greatest to ever play the game really awesome was a Laker uh, I'm a Lakers fan so like love Kobe <laughs> and uh, uh, it's really cool to see like he, he outlined some of the in the in the book he outlined some of the mistakes that his dad made specifically off the court. Like, he was just kind of irresponsible in life as a young, you know, young 20-something, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it kind of cost him uh, in his NBA career. Um, and Kobe was kind of like the opposite of that. I think he probably heard stories about it and was, was growing up with that. Like, his dad was still an NBA talent, played basketball, played professional basketball in Europe um, while Kobe was growing up. But um, it was really cool to see, like, he, he took all of the experiences that he had and he, he took all of the good things from them. And, and merge them together. And he was really, really rough around the edges. Um, I got another book about the Lakers three-peat championship that, man, there's, there's a lot of Lakers. Uh, hopefully I can I can make it a little bit interesting <laughs> for those of you who don't care about basketball. But... Um, Me! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Actually, I like this stuff. I like the stories. The like stories. The, yeah. Yeah. Because it's not like you're watching the game. You're, like, hearing right. about, like, the highlights of their lives and the, 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 the good versus bad. I mean, the, you know, the, like... The team Kobe's on versus the teams that he's not on, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. So, uh, anyway, it's really cool so far. I haven't gotten super far in, um, but uh, but I am. I'm liking that. So, okay, that was much shorter than Think Again. So it was. Yes, yeah. um, you may have to think again about how you covered that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. I'm gonna do my next book, and it is um, an Atlas of Extinct Countries by Gideon Defoe. I had never heard of this book. We went to a bookstore um, on a little side trip we made. We went to the Ice Festival in Holland, Michigan. Yes, we did. And we found a bookstore. And I walked in, and they had a beautiful array of books laid out. It was really nice. On this table, like, right when you walked in. And this one was near the front, and I was drawn to it because it's a map. And the cover sounded interesting, and the cover is beautiful, and I read the description, and it was hilarious, which I'm going to read in a minute, so <laughs> no worries. Everyone will get to hear it. Um, but then I just was like, I can't leave this book here. I, I've never heard of it. I've never seen it before. The library probably has it, but I just, I really want to read it. So I got it. Um, so the book is about countries that have ceased to exist. 
um, or to quote the back, countries die. Sometimes it's murder. Sometimes it's by accident. And sometimes it's because they were so ludicrous that they didn't deserve to exist in the first place. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is an atlas of 48 nations that fell off the map. Their causes of death range from the implausible, jerky prices, to the unfortunate, to evil, to the downright bizarre, the flip of a coin. Wow. The polite way of writing an obituary is, dwell on the good bits, gloss over the embarrassing stuff. This book refuses to do so, because these dead nations are so ridiculous that it's impossible to skip the embarrassing stuff. <laughs> so, this has been very fun. I am I'm a few countries in to the Atlas, but yeah. I definitely have a lot further to go. I've been kind of trying to keep this one to weekends, so... Um, so you don't go too, through it too fast? Kind of. And also, just because this is very enjoyable, and so I want to make, I do want to make it last a little bit longer. Yeah, you've so already, I guess it's the same thing. You've already read, like, four passages to me because you find them so funny. Uh, yeah, I do. It, yeah. It's great. Um, and, and you've looked up Google Maps to see, like, where these countries were and are. And, oh, yes. Yeah. I want all... I want... All the details. All the, all the juicy drama details. Exactly. Um, so one of my favorite parts so far, speaking of the details, uh, has been like, you know, I think I've read four of them, so I, I reserve the right to change my mind on one of my favorite parts. But um, for each of the countries, he does this little like summary right at the beginning where it's got like, you know, the population, what the capital was, some other information. My favorite two are the cause of death. So, for example, I'm open here to Bavaria. Cause of death, bad genes, and Bismarck. <laughs> and by yeah. Bismarck, you know, Otto von Bismarck. Otto von Bismarck. Yeah. And then um, there's also this thing that I'm still trying to understand, but I installed the app on my phone, and it's like what it's called What Three Words, and it's a way of um, identifying, like, specific three-meter parts in the world and like apparently every three meter every square three meters has a different three words assigned to it and so that's what they use which is really cool you showed it to me yeah and they just assign a random three words so we actually looked at some in our house mm -hmm. um and there were some really funny combinations yeah and uh and so it's just three random words word dot word dot word uh -huh. and you type that into to those three words and then it like if you, if you know the words in it, then it shows you where on the map. Or if you, like, know where you want to click, you click it, and then it'll show you those three words. Right. Um, and then you can use that to get, like, very precise in uh, where to go without having to punch in, you know, like, the longitude, latitude. Right. Um, which is really, really cool. It, it is cool, and I, I never heard of it. So it's very interesting. I've been using that app to kind of figure out where these nations have been as I'm reading through. So that's, that's this book. That's very fun. All right, my next book is, is very mysterious. Myster oh. Don't you feel the mystery? Ooh. Feel the mystery because this book is called "How Done It," which is which is funny. It's called a, it's called "How Done It: A Masterclass in Crime Writing" by members of the Detection Club. I'm so very excited. It's it's uh honestly I'm more fascinated so far. I have I haven't gotten super far into it. Um. And it's kind of, they kind of batch, um, there's different categories in here. Um, so like it starts with the value of, um, like detective fiction. Um, and then like, you know, what your beginnings should be, uh, what kind of people and places and MOs and perspectives and plots. And so there's a little bit on, on, on a lot of stuff. 
Um, but, but what I find more fascinating right now, at least, because I haven't gotten very far in, is uh, first, how we bought this book, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then why it exists in the first place. Okay, um, let's talk about it. So we were in uh, Schuler Books, which is a really fun Michigan bookstore. Yes. It's really awesome. Uh, and uh, we go in, and I, I, was, I was cruising around, and I was like, man... I remember when we read Moriarty. That was so fun. That was a great book. I need... Oh, yeah. Who wrote Moriarty? Um, I do not remember. <clears throat> We're not... We can look it up. I was not prepared for that. I did not. I was just like, oh, yeah, I really liked Moriarty, the book. I should I should remember, though, because yeah. I've read, like, all, all of his books that yeah. I can get my hands on. But it's okay. We can put it in the notes. Yeah. Sorry, sir. <laughs> You're we amazing. Can't, we can't even pause it. We're like, we said sorry to meet for, for if we messed up your last name. We don't even... Yeah. Man. I, I'm sorry... You are an amazing mystery <laughs> author. He's not going to listen to me either. <laughs> so I don't know why I'm apologizing. Yeah. Anyway, we really liked Moriarty. Uh-huh. Had a great time um, going through it. I was like, wow, this is awesome. I need another book like that. But um, I don't know. I was I was like kind of going through. And then Julianne's like, what about, look at this book. And I was like, how done it? How to write Moriarty is basically what I like saw. <laughs> um, not that I'm ever like going to, but I thought that was really funny. And then I was like, okay, master class. Okay. I read like the intro where the current president of the detection club talks about the detection club. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is a very interesting organization. Um, I get the, uh, well, I think it was about 90 ish people. I don't, I don't know exactly, but it's, it's a, a relatively small number, you know, not huge, but a relatively small number. And apparently it started in 1930. Um, and people like, uh, uh, G.K. Chesterton and Agatha Christie have been presidents. I think G.K. Chesterton was like the first president, and Agatha Christie was the third. And they're they're just kind of president for forever, I guess. And like pe- the Supreme Court. Um. Well, people who get inducted into, into the detective detection club, whether or not they're president, are are in for life. Okay. So you just you just you're just in, and they're pretty much all British because it's a like what they do is they get together three times a year. Mm-hmm at the Ritz to eat a really nice dinner and, like, just talk. And that's pretty much all I do um, mm-hmm. from what he was saying. Uh, and I was like, huh, okay. So they're like, yeah, it's really great, except we need to we need to fund those dinners somehow. Um, <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. So we do things like, you know, you know, like at the beginning of the, of the detection club, they would, you know, write a mystery and it got on air, and then the proceeds of that went to the detection club so they could do their fun club things, which was pretty much just hang out and eat food, I guess. That sounds fun. I it sounds pretty I awesome. I want to be a part of a club where you just hang out and eat food. I know. It also has, like, a lot of really, yeah, like, really uh, successful people in your field uh, for the last hundred years. Well, you just get to write mysteries and then go eat. Yeah, how cool is that? Yeah. And some of the people haven't wrote, written mysteries in decades. Oh. It's like, they wrote a couple of successful... Uh, detective novels and probably crime thrillers whatever and uh, and got then they're inducted. like boom got inducted and, and then they're like cool we're we're set and but uh, <laughs> but so this book is is uh, he reached out he's like okay we need to fund this party next year how about we do a 90th anniversary book where we all give a you know a few pages to talk about how to like various aspects of how to write um, the the these books that we all love uh, to read and to write. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, he was a little bit nervous, and they were all super enthusiastic. And now this book is here, and uh, I bought it so they can go eat at the Ritz, I guess. Yeah. Um, Good for you. Yep. And for them. You uh, paid for like half. You paid for like an eighth of a meal. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's cool. The cover is like a little fingerprint of all of the author's names uh, that like helped make up this book, which I think is really, really cool. Um, and then it was edited and kind of the brainchild of Martin Edwards, who is the current president of the Detection Club. Uh, so yeah, basically the history of the Detection Club uh, is the most fascinating thing about this book so far. Um, but also some there's some good things about the value, like what I've read so far is the value of detective fiction um, as seen like throughout several decades because um, people keep going, oh, it's valuable. How do we how do we tell people it's valuable? It's getting like a reputation that we don't like. It's awesome. And uh, they said romance novels, there's so many bad romance novels, but only oh, yeah. the good ones are dwelled on. Mm-hmm. And he's like, there's so many great detective novels, but only the bad ones are dwelled on. I feel uh, like that's true. At least at that point. I don't know if that's still true, um, but that was like in the 50s. Yeah. And I was like, huh, that's really interesting. And he's like, pretty much everybody loves a good detective book. You know, there's a reason Agatha Christie sold like a billion books. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because they're awesome and really fun to read. So he's like, yeah, they're pretty much, like, everybody loves them. So let's, let's, uh, let's share about how awesome they are and the value that they bring. So uh, I'm digging it so far. It's also, it is chunky. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's over 500 pages, but it doesn't really look it when you, uh, when you look into the outside. But it's, uh, it's really fun to, to, to hold. Um, yeah. Cool. What's your next book? You got, you got one more, right? Holier Than Thou by Jackie Hill Perry. Um, How God's Holiness Helps Us Trust Him is the subtitle here. And I'm, I think I'm on chapter four. And just one of the things I love about Jackie Hill Perry's books in general, and she doesn't have a ton of books, but she's a spoken word poet as well as like a writer and all the other things she does. Um, And you can tell like when you read, this is not poetry. This Mm -hmm. is like it's not a Bible study either, but it's Bible. It's like, it's closest to like a Bible study or devotional or whatever. It's Mm -hmm. like, she's exploring God's holiness. And, but the language she uses is so vivid. Like she uses a lot of imagery, a lot of interesting, um, you know, parallels and examples. And so like you, you can tell she's, she's a poet by reading this, which just makes it come to life in like more than one aspect. I feel like, um, so that's pretty cool. The content is also amazing. Um, so far, I mean, I'm not like super far in, but one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot is she makes an argument in one of the early chapters, I think it was like the first or second chapter, about how um, the we know God is good because he is holy. Because if he's not holy, then he can't be good. Mm-hmm. And I had never really thought about it in those terms, but like, watching her like break it down and, you know, talk about scripture and what it means to be holy and all of those things and, and what, you know, what it means to be not holy. Mm -hmm. She's like, you know, we're not holy. We are changeable. We are influenceable. God is holy. And so therefore he is good and he will always be good because he is not, you know, able to be influenced or changed by the world. He is set apart from it kind of. So Mm -hmm. I think that's the gist of it. You should definitely read the book if that's interesting because she explains it way better. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, and I, I do have to have give a little disclaimer that I'm not sure I actually read this book this week. I've definitely thought about reading it. 
And I don't know if I did or not, or if I, it's been like a couple weeks. So, but I, I saw that you had four books and I was like, I can, I can do this one. Nice. So. Okay. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. That is really funny. (laughs) All right. My last book um, that I read this week is The Coaching Habit, uh, Say Less, Ask More, and Change the Way You Leave Forever by Michael Bungay Stenier. And it is. um, Wow. I thought I had a difficult name. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a whole story. Um, I first heard of, I first heard about him on the podcast, and um, and then I don't remember if he talked about how he got it, like the the name it was you know marriage and and he's like Psh, all the all the names. So <laughs> anyway, uh, really good. He's got some other books that are also really good, um, but this one oh it says over one million copies sold. Um, I've heard a lot of people talk about this book, um, and and I can see why. It's, it's a, it's a really quick read. Um, like you don't, you're not like, oh man, that is such a hard concept to grab grasp. He makes it super, super easy. Um, I'm, uh, I'm already, uh, almost halfway through about a third of the way through mm-hmm. a little more. And, uh, he, there's seven, the basis of the book is there's seven questions to ask, to help people, um, to, to coach people. And it's a coaching habit. So he starts with Hey, here's what, ha- you know, just a, like a little brief overview of here's what habits are and here's how you change them. And uh, so let's change them. And then at the end of every chapter, uh, he has a prompt where he says, this is the, the habit that I currently have. And it's like whatever the trigger is for that um, negative habit that you don't want to, that you don't want to do specifically in a coaching situation. situation. Um, and by coaching, it's basically just like you're talking to somebody specifically like an employee. Uh, I don't currently have any employees or like direct reports or anything. So, uh... Uh, but I can like picture back to times that I that I did, um, and like think about um, what's good and what's important. And also, a lot of it is really applicable for like just day to day interactions. So like if you're like, oh Andrew, there's this problem, and uh, I'm just really frustrated with it. Uh, he's basically like, shut up, ask questions, because <laughs> um, that's what's gonna not only help other people feel better, um, but also like get them the outcome that they want. Yeah. Because um, they like. Like they are very smart and capable. So just, just like help them to, to, to see that. So I, I was like, I thought that was pretty good. Um, so, so far, uh, there are, there are seven questions. I made it through three so far. Um, and I heard him talk about the first two on a podcast and uh, the first two are, uh, uh, like there's like the introduction question, which is what's on your mind. Mm-hmm. And he says, it's really open, really good to, to ask that because, um, it gives them the ability to anything that's, that's stressing them out, anything that's on their mind, like like weighing on them, they can just they can just say it, mm-hmm. um, which is which is really cool. Um, and then once they've said that, um, then you have the the awe question. He's like, it's the the single greatest question in all of coaching. <laughs> it's the awe question, and it's and what else? Ah. Uh. Yeah. So A W E awe. 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 So <laughs> there you go. It's the awe question. Um, and what else? So when they say, oh man, I'm like, this thing is really bugging me. Uh, like, like I'm, I'm a little bit worried about, about this product that we're launching and what else? Oh, and I'm a little bit worried that I had a, that I didn't handle this interaction well. Oh, and what else? And I'm really, you know, and, uh, and then once they're like, I don't think there's anything else. You're like, yes, (laughs) he says, he says to try to get there. That's so fun. And then you move into focus. So this is the last question that that I'm on so far. And it's, what's the challenge here for you? Uh-huh. And he doesn't say like just what's the challenge or what's the challenge here. He's like, what's the challenge here for you? It's like, what about what about it is kind of like bugging you, uh, like like 
like so it's, it's a really focusing um, in on on what they need rather than like being all vague and like oh well I think the challenge here is that if the company is a, no no what's the challenge here for you yeah um, and so that's really good that I was like oh man because I I had heard the first two questions before and I've been like trying them and I feel like I've been falling flat mm-hmm. and so he says uh, like what's the challenge here for you but I'm like oh that's great um, yeah so it's just a, understanding the problem isn't necessarily enough if you don't understand how you have to be part of the solution yep exactly so that's awesome yeah so I'm really excited to see what the other four questions are um, it's there's there's full pages that are just like a quote mm-hmm. um, which are really cool because it helps you know what what's like really the really important takeaways are yeah. um, but also is really visually appealing uh, or visually um, it gives you some visual variety as you read through right. the book. Um, um, it helps make it feel like an even faster read, which is cool. Right. Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. That was, there was a similar thing Ooh. there. Yeah. That's very cool. Although you, you like in those atlases, huh? Atlas of the Heart, Atlas of Extinct Countries. I like maps. What can I say? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then the, the last thing I'll say about this is there's, um, in between those questions, there are master classes, um, that are just give you little tips for how to, um, approach situations like, Hey, is this a good idea? No, it's not. Or, hey, this thing is a good idea. And so it's just kind of like helping you to not give advice, you know, just little little tips surrounding the questions with like the overall concept. And then he's got little tips to break it up in the middle, which is which That's is really awesome. Cool. Yeah. That so it's like a, a good read. It's a it's a good it's a good read. So those are our books that we've been reading this week. Mm-hmm. Oh, does that mean it's time for the second segment? I think that means it's time for the second segment. So that was the end of the that was the first segment. <clears throat> we hope you like it. <laughs> Uh, the second segment, um, I don't think will be quite as long. We'll see. We never know. Um, I hope but my computer doesn't die. Oh, is it getting low? It's okay. It's I good. think. I think you're okay. You got. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got forty five percent. We are set. Yeah, let me give a little bit of background yes. while we're. I will clear the books up. so that you can use your laptop. There. That's what the that's what the books are making. Yes. The sound the books are making. Um. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Uh, the. The idea here is I'm obsessed with these TikTok videos where people give like recaps of usually it's their dating life in slideshow form. And it's a little, Andrew's like a little concerned about it, I think, because he goes on my TikTok then after that and TikTok is like, oh, you like dating content and like sends me more dating content. And I don't really like dating content. (laughs) I just like these women like breaking down their like year or their quarter, like so it's so funny to me. I think you just really like that something so like casual. Uh huh. They're making it so sophisticated. And they're making it so like yeah, and so that's sort of the vibe I'm going for here is like overachieving but clueless in turn. So if there's a little too much, like if you're you know listening to my slideshow and you're like, wow, she put a lot of words on that slide, like yes, <laughs> that so was what, what this, I was going for. What's the slideshow about? Um, it's about a book that I finished. Ah, so all um, these books we're going through right now. Yes, those are all our, like, currently reading books. A little updates. This is a book that I finished, um, and it's it's probably a book that you've heard of. I know you've heard of it, Andrew. I think probably most people have it sold, yeah. like, 10 million copies or something. I mean, I've probably heard of any book that you finished, just by nature of... Right, that's true. If I, like, manage to read a book without you finding out about it, <laughs> that might be a little bit of a, like... What's going on here? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Anyway, so this book is Atomic Habits, and I'm going to read all of the subtitles. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Tiny Changes, Remarkable Results, An Easy and Proven Way to Build Good Habits and Break Bad Ones by James Clear. 
All right. You ready for this? Man, I love... You've just been so giddy about this. <laughs> like, like the starting the podcast as a whole, you've been really happy about. But this slideshow in particular, your excitement level has been off the charts. I love time. I love the slideshows. Okay. I accidentally put clicked too many. So I got to do it. And I got to oh. do it loud. Like, that's part of what I enjoy about the TikTok. Oh, you have to like... As you go... Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. And it's crisp. I don't know if our microphone's picking it up. Oh, that's but... picking it up. Okay. Yep. All right. How long this book took me to read? Approximately three weeks. Was this a reasonable amount of time considering the length, subject matter, etc.? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> and again, if you're on YouTube, uh, you can you can see Julian's expressions <sighs> in the slideshow itself as she's very, uh, very meticulously yes. reading it. My overall emotions while reading. As you can see by this chart, or may not be able to see, depending on how great the picture is, motivated was the most, was the biggest emotion that I felt. That's pretty good. While reading this book. I'm not even sure if that's an emotion, but here we are. (laughs) It was my biggest emotion. Followed very closely by thoughtful, followed very closely by inspired, and then not followed quite as closely, but there's still a little sliver up there of guilty. Okay. Here is another extra, um, another extra diagram here. Points scored. Hoops. Hoops help helped. Hops. This was put in here by my very helpful husband who was trying to help me figure out how to make the pie chart be exactly what I wanted. Does it have anything to do with the book? No. No, it's just, I was trying to figure out settings with her. I made a bonus slide to try to figure stuff out. And she's just like, wow, that's hilarious. Let's keep it. I left it in. I love, I love hoops help helped. Okay. Back to the book. Those were, those were the first words that I thought of. Back to the book. Because I just played basketball. Sorry, keep going. Back to the book. book. (laughs) Number of highlights slash underlines. Yes, I did go through and count. 117. Number of notes in the margin. 15 plus two very tastefully made hearts. Wait, you counted... What was the first number? 200 and... 117. 117. You counted all of those? Yes. Wow. You are, you are, you're rocking this. This is why when you tried to talk to me last night while I was making this slideshow, I was like, give me a minute. Because I had to stop at a number that was easy to remember, which was 90. Okay. Number of notes in the margin that consisted solely of the letters L-O-L. Two. (laughs) (laughs) Number of times I made Andrew listen to parts of it. I think once or twice. I definitely um, inundated him with what I was learning as part of uh, daily conversation, though, so I think that's okay. Oh, yeah, that's true. Overall enjoyment level. On a scale of I'm falling asleep to total dopamine rush, I would say this book is a sip of serotonin. (laughs) It was quite satisfying, high quality. I would read it again, and I probably will read it again at some point. Um, Nominations for most sinister thing I highlighted out of context. Oh. I think I left one of these off, so I'm going to have to add it. But, like, it's not on the slideshow. Oh. Um, the first one. Small habits don't add up. They compound. <laughs> that was not super creepy out of what context. Is, like, what is the, what is the new so, context we're putting this in? Like, it's just a mafia so boss final. comes up to you and he's like, hey, small habits don't, don't add up. They compound. <laughs> yeah. And you're just, like, looking through your code book for something and, like, wow, that sounded really ominous. I just, I just feel like if you, like... If you take it out of, like, the encouraging context of the book, 
you could feel like, oh man, all my small mistakes are going to compound. At least that's what I found oh. when I like read it the first time. And then I was like, wait, that's not what he's saying. Your mess ups. Right. When they I don't just was like it. looking at the underlines. Yeah. They, they compound. do. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Because like, that's like the shadow side of what he was saying. Yeah. And they're both true. Yeah. And you went, you went there first, didn't you? No, I didn't go there first the first time I read it, but then when I looked at the underline, I did. Oh, okay. So that, so, yeah, that makes okay, sense. So that's, okay, so that one needs a little bit of um, explanation, so that may not be like our, our number one pick at the end here. But oh, who's, who's picking? I don't know. I don't know who's picking. <laughs> we might pick. Other people might pick. Audience participation. Maybe no one picks. Maybe that's the comment. Maybe it doesn't matter. Are there comment sections on podcasts? Yeah, I mean, you can you can comment on, like, a YouTube. And you can comment on a YouTube video. We could yeah. probably so you'll have to make sure that there's, like, comment plugins if we wanted to. But I think YouTube's probably easiest. We'll see. I don't, yeah, so so if you're watching YouTube, if you're not, go to the YouTube video. We'll get more views that way. Mm-hmm. And then... That was something. <laughs> um, and then... <laughs> go to the YouTube video, but don't watch it. Just comment. <laughs> there, that's not something. <laughs> if any more than one second plays, you have failed your mission. <laughs> And then you can and then you can tell us which which one of these is the winner. Yes. Um, okay. Next one. <laughs> dot dot dot. The ending of a behavior. <laughs> That's all I underlined. <laughs> dot dot dot. It starts with dot dot dot. No, it doesn't. I oh. just put that there because like it's I only underlined like part of a sentence and I just underlined the ending of a behavior. Oh yeah, you have so you have to start with dot dot dot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's funny. That's good. Valley of Disappointment. Oh, that's it. That's all I underlined. Not like that brings you to the Valley of Disappointment. It's just Valley of Disappointment. Yes. Wow. I think the thought was probably like I wanted to be able to remember what it was called later, and so I underlined that, Mm. but I did not underline the whole sentence, so then it's kind of a little... No, you're flipping back through and you're like, Valley of Disappointment. Um, That That is pretty jarring. Yeah, and then I'm trying to remember what the other one is. That I was going to add. I'm, I might have to exclude it from the list because I didn't put it on here. Um, yeah, I think we're going to just have to move on because yep. I don't remember. All right, favorite takeaways. Ooh. Honestly, there were a lot, mm-hmm. so that's cool. Um, there are a few. Um, there are a few takeaways that have been living rent-free in my head. Oh. Uh, the first is designing your environment for the habits you want to build. Um, one... One space, one use is a term that he uses. That's another thing I highlighted that was less ominous. One space, one use? One space, one use. So what does that mean? So that means um, that you train yourself when you're in a particular part of your house or other environments. Um, You know, for us, it would all basically be our house because we work from home. Um, But like, you know, when you're at your desk, you're working, like that's the one use. Or Um, filming a podcast, I guess. Oops. Well. We'll have to work on that. um, Yeah. (laughs) You know, when you're when you're at your table, you're eating or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been in trying bed, you're to. Sleeping. Right, I've been trying to. You know, when we're on, we have a little part of our house that we call the reading nook. I'm trying to be relaxing or reading so that when I sit down there, it's relaxing instead of you know, oh, I gotta think about all the things I have to do, mm-hmm. things like that. So that's one thing. Another one is um, habit stacking. So that's like basically pairing the habit that you want to have with something you're already doing and then if you want to go like really really extra which i do i mean (laughs) just look at the slideshow yes uh 
then you also pair it with a reward. So something you're already doing on the front end, the habit you want to have reward right after. Mm. So that's something I've been trying to think about as I'm trying to develop habits. Um, and it's the times that I've been able to successfully do it, it's been pretty good, honestly. Mm. I've been trying to do that with like my exercise habit that I'm trying to build this year. Um, and so I've been pairing it with like, okay, dinner's done. We've cleaned up the dishes, which we do pretty much every night. Mm -hmm. I go into the living room. I exercise somehow. And then um, after that, I don't remember what my reward was. I think I'd spend just kind of like, I I get to relax. I get to play a video game or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I was thinking about trying to get you to give me a massage, but that seems more complicated. We did that for a little, for a couple times. Yeah, maybe we should should do that again. My favorite that we've done so far. So so Julianne has really been on, uh, like, talking about this a lot. (laughs) And uh, so we're trying to figure out some for, like, some of the, like, mostly goals. Um, Mm -hmm. But, but I really like watching shows with you. Mm -hmm. And so Julianne's like, how about ice cream? And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, I love ice cream. I was like, I love ice cream too. She's like, what if we eat ice cream, but only when we're watching the show together? Mm-hmm. And so that has been great because I go, hey, don't you want to watch the show? And she's like, eh, and I'm like, but don't you want ice cream? And she's like, hmm. Yep. So <laughs> I give I give this one a big thumbs up. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, and then I think the final one is just this concept that he has kind of woven throughout the book is that habits are a vote for the person that you want to be. Mm. So, like, it doesn't really matter if you know, I'm exercising and I'm like, well, I'm not fit. It's a vote for the fact that I do want to be somebody who takes care of my body. Yeah. So. Yeah. I heard him say on the Carrie Neal podcast that that's like the single biggest takeaway. Yeah. I did too. I listened to that as well. Oh, wow. You are. Well, I was reading the book. So, you know, you get all the, uh, it takes me a few times to like hear the big concepts apparently, Yeah, me too. but then I try to really take them to heart once I do like listen to them and go like, Oh yeah, that's, that's important. Nice. Okay, what's next now oh. that I've read this book? Mm-hmm. I'm going to continue working through what I've learned and the goals I've set I set while reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, I read this book at the beginning of the year so that I would like have a prayer of reaching some of my resolutions. <laughs> um, also, I may have to revisit the last chapter, which is on like deliberate practice and um, kind of taking your, your habits from one level to another. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably have to revisit that before I revisit the whole book just because once I get some habits pretty firmly established, I will want to then take them to the next level. And mm. I think that I'll probably need to reread that because when I read that chapter, I was not quite ready for it. So. Makes sense. Okay. That's that's the end of my slideshow. Wow. That was way more practical and useful than you led us to believe at the beginning. Because, hmm. like, I mean, it was also very funny. Well, then I might have uh, failed. <laughs> Did you not want the information to be useful? I guess. <laughs> but the real, the, uh, sorry, the top takeaway I got though was that you it was it was so much like it was just I guess the the slideshow was just too built out. Uh, you were too enthusiastic. Yep. Is that better? Yes, that's okay. what I wanted. Okay. <laughs> Saved it. <laughs> I got now. I got to read a book about communication. I guess. Um. <laughs> That's all we have, right? Yep. Well, we hope you enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that went a lot longer than we were expecting, but yeah. I had a great time. Did you have a great time? Yep. yep. And people can listen on two times speed. I don't care. Oh, yeah. And they can skip around. We'll probably put timestamps places. So. We'll sound like chipmunks. It'll be great. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. That probably was very unpleasant to listen to. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> so anyway, thank you for listening and uh, and and uh, taking this journey with us. And we hope that we will uh, see you or uh, be able to talk to you uh, next week. Yeah. Um, and if you are interested in any of the books, we'll be make sure that we post links to those. Um, and if you like this and want to get extra episodes, be sure to like, subscribe, whatever. I don't know. Review, Review. all the things. Yep. Insert ways to make our podcast bigger here so that more people can listen to the shenanigans, I guess. Do we want more people listening to the shenanigans? Uh, that's I'm a good sure. question. But so maybe don't. <laughs> maybe keep it a secret. Yeah, maybe don't subscribe and review. Uh, just so it can, yeah, just so it can be a little, little secret. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks guys. See you next week.